Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the RPG Show. My name's Brent. I'm your host. This is a show we rate, review, and generally just talk about RPGs or whatever the fuck we want to. Speaking of whatever the fuck we want to, we have Nick Easy Peasy Gainer. What's happening, brother? Uh, you already know, but lots of things. Lots of things. Lots of things. First and foremost, like, lots of things. Uh, you got a move coming up soon there, brother. Again, yeah. Again. So, like, I mean, you don't have to give us, like, super duper details, but, like, when you think you're going to be back in the back in the action, like, what do you think? What are you thinking? Uh, What do you mean by action? I don't know. Like, how's how's it going to affect your ability to do the show with me? Like, do we are we looking to another weird six months uh, or what? How long do you think the transition is going to be for you? Well, if I could ever find a place to live that allows pets, it'd be quick. Otherwise, oh, we're staying with our friend for a month if we have to, and then yeah. I guess we can be living in a hotel if we can't find a place. Because believe it or not, people in Oregon don't like people that have pets, apparently. Unless they're fucking dogs. Because it'll say, pets okay. And then you scroll down and it says, dogs only, no cats. And it's like, mm. Okay. I don't, I don't really get that because, it's, in my opinion, dogs are more at risk uh, of fucking shit up. Unless there's a lot of people in Oregon that aren't like neutering their male cats. If you get cats spraying in a house, there's not a whole lot you can do. Like that's hard to that's hard to clean up. I guess. I mean, that's why I always spray and neuter my animals. But I'm just saying that might not be like a big thing in or I don't know. I don't really think about Oregon. I'm a responsible pet owner. That's all I know. So. Mm. Whatever. So. Trying to figure that out. Oh, living with people and stuff? That sounds gross. Yeah, it's going to be terrible, especially because... <laughs> woo, there's a... <laughs> uh, this particular friend of Nicole's has a boyfriend who apparently smokes crack. So... Holy shit! <laughs> so I'm like... <laughs> so Nicole's telling me this. Oh my god, why would you want to live in a crack house? She's like, she says it all nonchalant. She's like, oh, yeah, the, her boyfriend smokes crack. And I'm like, run that by me one more time. <laughs> I don't think I heard you correctly. Oh, man. This guy smokes crack. And she's like, yeah, it's no big deal. Apparently, he just does it every couple of weeks. And I'm like, mm. that's, that's a couple of weeks bigger. That's a deal. That's a deal. I was like, uh, does she smoke crack? And she's like, no. But he does, and I guess she's okay with it. And I'm like, "Wow!" I don't. I was like, "I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I want to stay there." 
<laughs> with some dude that smokes crack. Like, what the, what the fuck? I mean, I guess I'm prejudiced, but uh, against crack smokers, like that's okay. That's like you know what? Fuck them heroin users. Like that's okay thing to say. Oh man, I, f- I was doing some like research, and apparently Oregon's super pro drugs. Uh, so much so that they have people Big shooting shocker. up heroin, like in Portland, just on the streets. Like I saw pictures of tourists coming off of buses, and like I guess like they had pictures they were taking of the places, and then they happened to get some homeless dudes shooting up, shitting themselves in front of buildings and junk everywhere, and they don't do anything about it. Because they say it's a housing problem, according to the, the local government. It, like big, 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 super big finger quotes. It's a it's a housing problem, when instead it's the legislation they passed that says drugs are cool. You can't arrest people for doing drugs or whatever. So now you got people just shooting up needles, fucking everywhere behind dumpsters and shit. And like they call this is a, <laughs> we're not going to Portland. I'll tell you that much. So oh my god, that's like not what why? You're why? Why? I also right. learned some interesting stuff that apparently the big cities are super liberal, but everywhere else in Oregon's red, redder than oh, absolutely. The bloody bleed. I was yeah, like, wow. I told you I used to play uh, WoW with somebody that lived in Beaverton, right? Because that's where y'all originally looking. Uh, I think she was looking at like Corvallis or something, but okay. now she's talking about like Forest Grove, Hillsborough, Beaverton, and Tigard, which are all I guess thirty minutes within each other, west of Portland. I don't. Know. Yeah, no, like they, uh, so I knew this, this woman that lived in, in Beaverton and it's like hardcore red country out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what she thinks she's getting away from living out there, but it's, it's not, it's, it's not shooting up on the streets blue for sure. I also saw something interesting recently in the news about how something about their look, the Oregon Senate was trying to do something and all the Republican members just said fuck this and didn't show up to work for like a week or two and apparently there's something in the constitution that says the government can force people to return to their jobs via like police or whatever and so there was like this big whole thing about the republican senators there being like if you send police here they're going to die and i'm like that's what the fuck like, like, hey, first off, I, I don't know what kind of beef you guys you guys have with each other up there, but you got hired to do a job. Do your fucking job. Wow. Uh, it's like, it, I feel like if anybody, anybody was like, hey, if you send police to my house, I'm going to shoot them, then you'd be fucking, you'd be in jail. Yeah. Real fucking quick. So I guess people just play, play by different rules over there. So I guess it'll yeah. be interesting to figure that shit out. And, oh, uh, my God. Probably my most... Most exciting thing about all this is I'm so, somehow apparently I'm in charge of getting us a place to live and shit, even though this has been her dream for like three fucking years. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll have to hash all this shit out. Holy shit. I guess I'm the responsible one or something. Well, uh, <laughs> that I didn't so mean, a, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole. I didn't mean to rip that wound open. I just kind of want to talk about it and what it may mean for the show, especially with us. Now wanting to get back on schedule here, I didn't know um, what that sort of meant for that. But we're going to keep it together. We haven't we haven't fallen off the the bandwagon yet. And before we get into the episode proper, I do want to take a minute and sort of say like thanks to everybody for like sticking it out because uh, past 
six months now has been kind of weird and loosey-goosey. Um, and hopefully the next six months won't be. But I don't see that uh, really being a thing. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for sticking around, I guess. like They're still there. They're still listening. Still chatting in Discord. Still getting emails and stuff. So, right on. Minus that one so, person that was gravely was affected saying. by our online dating episode. Uh, they still give a one-star reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo. One stop. Uh, um, it's the complete opposite of what you ask for at the end of every episode, but hey. You know what? They gave feedback. They didn't just drop a one star and be like, you guys suck. Even though I think their opinion is... It is what it is. We'll talk about it later and we can talk about the, the uh, listener survey I sent out. But uh, yeah. So we'll, uh, the dating episode will come back up. Oh, um, but just real quick, I'm going to run down the list here of the games we did play in Season 4. Um, SEMA, Willow, Fire Emblem, To the Moon, Suikoden 3, 8-Bit Adventures, Valkyrie Profile, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memory, Kingdom Hearts 2, Legend of Dragoon, and Parasite Eve. Then there were three bonus episodes that me and Cujo did of Spider-Man, Octopath Traveler, and God of War. So there's actually been a ginormous amount of reviews <laughs> for this season as weird and uh all over the places it has been us changing the way we pick games and sort of throwing our schedule to the wind and me getting a divorce and you going through a breakup non-breakup move thing uh so it's been all over the place and somehow we've managed to put out something like four more reviews than we normally would in a year go figure yeah, I didn't put those ones on the list because I wasn't involved. So I, I no, no, they're not going to go on the master list. Um, the short games we played, To the Moon and 8-Bit Adventures, will go on the list. We'll see where they fall. Um, oh, I might be able to add my own little like two cents into a little mini-review later on because I'm like 30 hours into Octopath. So. Oh, how you how you slowly, feeling about it? Slowly work on it. Uh, pretty good. What I'm doing is I'm playing it like an hour at work every uh, night. It's kind of good for that because it's not, it's not, it's because it's like each of the little story bits are kind of short and like compact. So you can kind of do like a significant amount in an hour. Like it's kind of good for that. Yeah. Like I've been doing like a different person's chapter pretty much every night at work. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I guess it's, a, it's enough of a chunk to keep me interested. But I definitely think if I was to sit and connect it to the TV and try to play it for hours on end, I'd be like, all right, and there's no, there's nothing really tying this together, so not really. Yeah, the the plot's obviously the weakest part of the whole thing. I think everything else is is pretty solid. I st- I still I still love the OST. Like I'll still listen to the OST. Like I'll put it on 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 play when I'm doing stuff. So it is what it is. It's definitely pretty good. Um, so typically what we do for these uh season wrap-ups is we go through each of our categories or our primary categories uh gameplay story music visuals um and talk about we didn't put overall in here did we let's drop that in and we talk about what was the best what was the worst and we we also pick what's like a wild card the one that surprised us the most for the season so um First off, we'll start with gameplay. Um, of the games we played this uh, this year, for this season, because this has been longer than a year for this season, what had the best gameplay? 
in your opinion? It's really difficult to say for me uh, because I have three, I guess, contenders that I would. And some of these, position. some of these seem so long ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like a year ago. Wow. Um, I definitely would. I'd say for me, it's either Fire Emblem, Valkyrie Profile, or The Legend of Dragoon. Okay. I I'm definitely like for me, it's definitely Fire Emblem. Like, out of all the games we played for this season, Fire Emblem was probably the one that I was most just kind of, like, on board. Let's fucking play this and rip through it so fast. Um, so for me, best gameplay for the season is definitely Fire Emblem. Do you have a worst? Uh, 8-Bit Adventures? Ooh. You see... I think Chain of Memories is worse than 8-Bit Adventures because Chain of Memories became unplayable for me. Like, I just, it, I, I hated it. Well, you didn't, you didn't even get, like, what, two hours in? So. No, I hate, I couldn't play it. It was unplayable. So, no, but if, if I was going to play some, pick something I played through, like, 8-Bit Adventures up there. Um, from what, I remember getting incredibly frustrated with SEMA, but that's about all I can remember. Other, uh, so I'll I'll go with you. Like it's Chain of Memories or Eight Bit Adventures because Eight Bit Adventures is just so basic. Um, yeah. Do you have any surprises for the season, gameplay wise? I mean, the only real surprises I would have had would have been Willow to the Moon, Eight Bit Adventures. That's it because I played all the other ones before. So sure. Uh, maybe maybe is there what? It doesn't even, it doesn't even have to be like a good wild card. Like if you've played so many of these before, like which one, which which game changed the most opinion wise for you through the course of playing it? Whether it be expectation or or memory versus how you came out of it. Like are any did any of these really change a lot for you? What changed a lot? Parasite Eve changed a lot. Because yeah. I remember it being kind of fucky, but <laughs> I, I didn't remember how fucky it actually was. Yeah. Like, uh, like I, I, remember, I remember playing it before and not really, I guess, being bothered too much by the combat. Okay. Uh, but then I played it this time. And I'm like, this is fucking... This could be better. So, um, I guess Wildcard for me would probably be Valkyrie Profile. Like, I I expected to like it because you hyped it up so much, but um I didn't really think I expected to like it as much as I did. Um so uh, I'd choose Valkyrie profile for my wild card. I don't see why not. Alright, so before we leave the category, I'll pick it as my best because I'm biased. You are so biased. Like it's like it I'd I'd choose five of them, but it's it, the gameplay is not what is i guess enticing to me so much it's the the strategy element of it because the gameplay is really simple you move your units and then you tell them to oh, attack yeah. or whatever or you don't attack so it's it's not complex but i love it so much nick the i guess it's the overall core of the system which is solid the solid strategy which is great about it 
not so much the system itself, I guess, because it's simple, but yep. it works and then it's great and it's fun. All right. Um, story wise, best story for the season. Fire Emblem. Okay. Um, I think I'm right there with you because we didn't pick a whole lot of uh, narrative excellence this year uh, <laughs> across the board. Like, I mean, uh, there are people that like Kingdom Hearts, but I think we agree in each of the reviews, like Kingdom Hearts is his main problem. One of the main problems with it is the complexity of its story. So, and how it makes little to no, like, devolving sense. Like, it just gets worse with each iteration. Yeah. So, um, it's hard to pick that. But no, Fire Emblem, just the political intrigue of it, the subplot. Like, I love how the big, in all Fire Emblem games, like, or all good Fire Emblem games, the big, uh, big bad magic subplot is, is so much the subplot, or it's like Act 3. Like, you spend so much time in just the, um, mired down brutal political situations in the fire you know the universe before you you get to like dragons and dark magic which yeah. um i really enjoy so um fire emblem for me worst story for the year willow no yes I'm going to go with Willow because I don't even remember anything about the fucking game. Yeah. At least as bad as the Kingdom Hearts shit is, there's enough jump in the shark that there's key things that stick out to me about things. Mm -hmm. Like for Willow, I haven't seen the fucking movie and I kind of don't remember much about any of the fucking plot besides I guess there's like some Moonchild shit or something you had to save. I don't fucking remember. Like there's some baby and you're a fucking midget and you're doing shit and that's and there's lots of walking. There's lots of fucking walking. Yeah, and of all the games we played this year, Willow probably has to be the one I remember the least about. It's the least memorable because it is such a basic, like, NES-era RPG. Like, I think it does what it does fine. Um, I just think everything else, about everything about it is just so average that it became so unmemorable. So, um, but worst story for me... Like, I don't remember Willow, so I, I kind of want to give it to Willow, but at the same time, like, 8-Bit Adventures wasn't great, but then, you know, that's kind of one of those short games, like... The yeah, I was gonna ding 8-Bit Adventures, but I was like, I guess the guy tried... The powerhouse of the cell, Nick. The fucking powerhouse of the cell. Uh, Parasite is. It's just so... Like, I want to like it, man. I just want to like it, but it's so stupid. It's so stupid, uh, and it's and it's such a fresh wound that I I and there's people out there that hate me for my opinion uh, on Parasite Eve, but the, you can just hate away, bro. Like I did not enjoy that game. So I remember uh, seeing in the Discord like after we released the episode, people were like, "Oh man, Parasite Eve is one of the best games ever," and I'm like, "They haven't listened to the episode. They're yet. not gonna like our review." Um. <laughs> So it, you know, for me, worst or most disappointing story is probably Parasite Eve, because like you don't go into Eight Bit Adventures going, "This is going to be narrative excellence," right? Yeah. Like, there's no hype there. You go into Parasite Eve, which is like hidden, like all over hidden gem or weird shit you haven't played game lists all over the place, 
and I expect something more than fucking evolved mitochondria somehow sentient evolutionary creating mass bullshit. Like I just not for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Parasite Eve, I'll go first on Wild Card. Wild Card for me would probably be To the Moon. I think I enjoyed that little story of that and like the its ability to be as short as it was and hit you in the feels the way it did, even though it's just some stuff that really falls flat. Um, what it did, I think it did well. And so um, I thought it was really fun uh, story wise. And so it was I, I got more out of it than I expected. So um, I'm right cool. there with you because I feel like they did a really good job of pulling uh, the ethical dilemma. Yeah thing to the forefront and i wrestled with that for the time like i guess a couple days after we played it yeah i mean it makes you think about it so um, i remember yeah i remember bitching in the cold like this is some bullshit (laughs) wiping this person's fucking memories blah 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 yeah and i think like such as i think if I remember correctly, that review we spent maybe is like an hour and 15, maybe hour and a half tops on. But I think 75% of our discussion in that review was purely the story of that game. And while we do that, you know, a big chunk of what we talk about in, in these games is story. Like, it, it, it's quite impressive for a game that takes eight hours to beat to take us, you know, a whole hour to discuss the story. Like, yeah. I think that speaks leagues. Um, and not in a negative way. Like we could spend an hour just ragging on something fine, but this was an hour like of of good discussion on something that wasn't that was you know four dollars on the app store. Yeah. So um, that's why it gets wild card for me. Uh, did you have a wild card or the same? Uh, I'm agreeing with you. It was to the moon. All right. Um, best music for season four. It's you clearly know, Valkyrie Profile. It is not clearly Valkyrie Profile. Uh, <laughs> you know, I really enjoy uh, the Kingdom Hearts soundtracks. Like, not the ones with lyrics. Like, if it comes with Kingdom Hearts and it's got lyrics, don't listen to that. <laughs> but the rest of the rest of the OST is is pretty pretty phenomenal. Um, so I I think that's that's the pick for me. Um, worst music. Ugh. I don't, I, th- I don't remember. I honestly don't remember most of the music from. Yeah, it'd probably be like Sema or Willow. Cause I think, I think like, I don't think I remember liking too much of what Sema had to offer. Willow, I don't remember at all. To the Moon only had the one song that he redid like four different ways for the soundtrack. So that's yeah. kind of, eh. Um, Parasite Eve and Legend of Dragoon are kind of similar in that like hard rock type place. <sighs> so pro- it probably it's probably Seema or Willow. Like I don't remember a whole lot about them. I haven't listened to them since. So there you go. Well, uh, it's definitely Willow or Eight Bit Adventures because Seema had some banger tracks. But all right. Probably Eight Bit Adventures. Like I have, I have so discredited Eight Bit Adventures in each of these selections because it's just automatic. Okay, it was that was a misstep. Yeah, um, my bad. It's all right. Like it's what we wanted when we started picking like these these little 
short games. Like we wanted these doses of uh, it sort of serves as a reality check for even some of our bad games. Like so, eight bit adventure is what you get when you have a single person that's a passion project, and you can see the passion they put into the project. But like, it also sorts of helps you see the kind of work that does go into a like a, a game that gets an actual release on a console. You know what I'm saying? It kind of puts a little perspective in there for you. Yeah. So there's a reason why there's management teams. So um, and I again like we rag on eight bit adventures, but you can tell it's something that one dude did. He was super passionate about, and it's great, great on him. Like, he put together a game and put it out, and people buy it, and it's not a steaming dumpster fire. But at the same time, it's like, okay, this is one guy's passion project. Great. I mean, he did well enough, I guess, to warrant two sequels or something. So, good as him. Exactly. Like, I want to take, when we talk about that, like, I don't want to take anything away from that guy. Like, because it's, it, like, it's one guy doing his thing. But uh, it's one guy doing his thing. Like, what do you what do you expect? So, um, wild card on music. I don't know. No answer. I got nothing. Uh, Me either. Best visuals. Uh, I mean. From a technical standpoint, it's Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, I think, well, the stylization of the Kingdom Hearts games kind of makes them sort of timeless anyway, which I'm a big, I'm a big fan of when people make games, like, to go for, like, a stylized approach over a hyper-realistic approach, because I think just a stylized look, uh, lasts longer, right? So, the stylism, like, the styled nature of Kingdom Hearts I think gives it longevity and so it, it can just look better consistently but at the same time like you also have to consider about those those awesome animations you get in fire emblem for something like that's such an early like gba type game like those those animations and those fight sequences are they just look crisp and fluid and fun um you know then you have like i think the sprite work in valkyrie profile looks great i think a lot of that stuff aged fantastic um you know, Legend of Dragoon, Parasite Eve, probably not so much. But, like, I think we did get a lot of stuff uh, this year that looked pretty awesome. So, um, I'd probably give it to Kingdom Hearts because, again, I like like the, the style they chose. Um, but, um, other than that, probably Valkyrie Profile because I do like the aesthetic of that game very much. Yeah, that's my pick. Only mainly because of uh, the sprite work on each character gives them a bit of personality. And each locale you visit is unique, I would say, uh, in a way that it's not really represented in a lot of RPGs. Uh, So, yeah. Dr. Pelhoff for me. All right. Um, worst visuals? Ugh. You know... Mm. People are going to hate me, but it's got to be Legend of Dragoon. Like, that shit just is not easy to look at. Uh, I think you might need to see an optometrist, Brent. Like, what uh, are you going to say looked worse than Legend of Dragoon? 
because the scaling on the it was NES atrocious. <laughs> no, we have to take it in in like because NES games are NES games. Like sprite work is sprite work. <sighs> like I don't think Willow looked bad for an NES game. I, mean, I think I think Legend of Dragoon looks bad for a PS1 game. You can say what you like. I don't think Legend of Dragoon looked as bad as you all I do. I think it looks like hot, hot garbage, but that's fine. You're allowed to have a different opinion as well. I mean, just because I can differentiate between things in the forward and background and what's happening on screen, and you can't, is a, is a personal defect you've got or something. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry that you're used to looking at shit all the time. I mean, I'm not, but... <laughs> Alright, so we'll just... It's fine. My worst is Legend of Dragoon. Your worst is what? Willow? Probably Big Adventures. I mean, Ape I don't know. Adventures. I, yeah, I think sprite work is sprite work. Like, it's probably not great sprite work. You're probably right, but like... I'm trying so hard not to make every worst 8-bit adventures. I'm trying to like take it out, because we know it's going to be at the bottom of the fucking list. Let's talk about something more interesting than how bad or how not interesting 8-bit adventures is. I understand your where you're coming from, but the the, the, the the categories are literally best and worst. I can't just not be like, hey, something's not actually the worst, but we're saying it's the worst because trying to alleviate contention on this fucking indie title or whatever. We're not trying to alleviate contention. It's just the obvious answer, so it's not interesting to talk about. It's like, all right, what's, uh, the, mean... <laughs> what's, what's the worst flavor of French fry? Uh, like Is regular potato, salted? sweet potato, or turd? What's the worst flavor of French fry? Like, obviously the answer is turd, but it's much more interesting to talk about regular French fries versus sweet potato French fries. Right? Right. Let's move on. No, because on. you're talking about fucking French fries. Who the fuck talks about French fries? I was making a comparison, you piece of shit. Like, yes. But your metaphors or whatever the fuck it's, whatever are never really applicable. You always go to food. It's because, always a goddamn thing. Be, because I'm, I'm, I'm an inner fat kid and I'm hungry all the time. Okay? Like, God. Just, it's hard. Life's hard. Because I'm a fat kid and I just want to eat all the time and I can't. Oh. Because it'll kill me. You're losing weight, so that's good. Yeah, because, yeah. But... Because I don't eat everything that I want. That's why. The struggle's real, Nick. I'm right. sure it is. Stay strong, brother. Fuck off. You're, pro <laughs> you're probably back to drinking your sweet tea and all that shit. Yeah, I ate like a whole box of those M&M cookie ice cream sandwiches yesterday. Mm. It was fucking... It was great. I really hate you so much. It's but... fat-free ice cream, though, so it's good. No, it does not make it... <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works i know i know swedish fish are fat free candy that means i can eat a ton of them right that's what that means fuck off all right uh that's exactly what it means all right so overall uh how do you feel like the the best uh game or two you played like how did you feel like coming out of the game um best game this year was You're really going to make me say it? Valkyrie Profile. Okay. My best... Uh, I don't know. Just like... 
probably the first Kingdom Hearts because you know uh, that one I still I have, I have a ton of fun with the first one because it doesn't make shit over overly complicated. It's kind of basic at what it does, and it's just fun to play for me. So I was probably most hyped coming out of Kingdom Hearts, especially since Nick had come up with the terrible idea of us playing them all, and I was still into that idea coming out of Kingdom Hearts 1, so uh, we'll go with that. Uh, worst overall opinion for the year, besides 8-Bit Adventures, Nick? Willow. Willow? Mm. That's probably fair. Dude, I did not, did not enjoy my time playing Willow at all. Uh, wild card then? To the moon. All right, and I'd say mine. I'd, I'd agree. To the moon was a pleasant surprise for what we expected out of something like that, and what we got. I'll give. I'll get that. Did not, I did not appreciate the psych out about the RPG battle system they threw in there, but I understood yeah. what it was. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a joke. It was, it was a gotcha moment. Yeah. Um. Because it's what everybody expects, right? It's a little RPG Maker game, and then you don't have a battle system, so... Yeah. Uh, um... Yeah, that's basically the season. So now we have we got some fan reactions um, that we're gonna go through in the in the survey. We're gonna answer some questions. Um, so so looking at the survey, I send one of these out at the end of every season. Are we doing the break first, or are we doing the reactions first? Well, I was yeah, just gonna cut first. it. I was gonna cut it in and oh, not, not introduce it. Remember how I touched about that? No. Well, somebody wasn't you paying remember, attention. Remember the guy banging on the fucking door, distracting me from <laughs> that's what I right. About? That's right. So, if you're listening to this, we've listened to some music just to break up the talking. Um, but I send one of these out every year, and I sort of ask. My bad. <laughs> with the best and worst uh, stuff, and just kind of get uh, listener reactions to the uh, season. So the first question I ask is best review episode in season three. The winner is Legend of Dragoon for various reasons, mostly because it's a game that a lot of people want us to play. And then across the board was just kind of everything across the board, whether it be um, because we hated it or they were waiting for it. It's just everybody at a certain game they're waiting on us to play. Um, worst review in season three was pretty unanimous uh, as kingdom hearts chain of memories like most people gave zero fucks about chain of memories uh so and a lot of people were not a fan of us choosing to do all the kingdom hearts back to back to back instead of spacing them out the way we did with breath of fire so shame on us uh but somebody does still want us to play uh three though but actually there's a couple people saying just give us three so we will have to play it at some point 
Best non-review episode with more than half of the votes was the one about online dating. Like, uh, a lot of people thought it was hilarious, entertaining, and funny. Uh, Somebody said that I I opened up. They agreed with what was said. Uh, Like, that sort of thing. Um, With the other ones being sort of favorite non-RPGs, top five OSTs. Um, And then... um, both your solo show and the show that Blaine did both got votes apiece, but uh, I'm pretty sure Blaine voted for his own own show. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, over, never do that. overwhelming people were t- like the uh, one about online dating, which goes into worst non-review of season three in which a little under half the votes uh were the one about online dating. So it was either their favorite episode or their worst episode, which is hilarious to me. Um, so they either thought it was hilarious or cringeworthy. Go figure. It I is mean, what it is. Is it just our our male listeners versus our female listeners? Is that what it was? No. Well, I don't think so. Um but then uh, there were, the rest of the votes were pretty much for your solo show and uh, Blaine and Jane's show. So that sucks. That's because uh, I'm really the heart and soul of this machine. Let's be fair. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. Um, no, that's true. Uh, and then like a lot of people like so going into the type of non-review episodes people want to see more of and less of like the music episodes are also incredibly divisive. And I kind of want to talk about the reason we do the music episodes at all is in music episodes really come about when we literally can't do an entire show, whether scheduling is going to fall entirely apart or um, like there's just no time for prep and production and all that kind of stuff. A music show is just sort of our way of taking a break. And at least it was when we were trying to put out shows every two weeks. So, like, the option was, in most of those cases, either you got in a music episode or no episode at all. So, while I understand people get a little bored of it, there's some people that love listening, just kicking back and listening to our uh, specific opinions on individual tracks. That's great and all. Um, and they like it. And then the people that get bored of it, it's just kind of like, it, it's not something that's going to go away. Because it, if we're keeping a balance, it's just one of our ways of getting a break. Um, when we can't space out two hours or three hours sometimes for both of us to sit at the computer for the same time and do a show. Right. So, um, is that how you feel about them, Nick? Cause that's how I feel about them. Yeah. For the most part. So sometimes it also comes about where we've got like, we have, three ideas for an off-topic episode, and none of them are actually good. Yeah. So we'll just do a music episode, because at least that is salvageable. So, um, just to say that, but a lot of people, like, you know, you know, apparently people don't want us to do any more interviews. They got a lot of votes, but just about all of the options on what type of non-review episode you want to see more of got equal voting. So... It is what it is. Um, the comments on our review episodes are all really positive, except for the person that really enjoys turtles. Um, 
and then um bonus episodes so this is the one that kind of it, it shocked me at first then it made complete sense uh so like the voting for favorite bonus episode was pretty much even between god of war and spider-man and it was almost unanimous minus one vote for the worst bonus episode being octopath traveler and at first i was like why that doesn't make any sense because i think me and kujo did a really solid discussion on octopath traveler i think it was a really good episode i think it is it comes down to they like people like those bonus episodes to be non-typical like rpg games that we me and you would play for the show i think that's what it boils down to i see i don't think it has anything to do because all the general discussion comments were like oh they're great love the bonus episodes keep them up and like but then one comment kind of cleaved me is like it's nice to have a non-rpg once in a while and I'm like, oh, that's why I think most people chose Octopath Traveler, um, because a, it was a, it was a game that was just like any other thing we would have played for the show. It was all over media at the time, and like it's just it it's not a non traditional pick. So, um, but while we're talking about bonus episodes, and even though it is something that sort of falls in the realm we should do for a show, but like, when are you in one of the boys going to put out a bonus episode for Yakuza? Because, like, Blaine and James done did an episode on it. Like, everybody's done played it and beat it. Like, why the fuck? I can't... I'm not the only... Me and Kuja aren't the only people that can do bonus episodes, you know? Like, you boys could have just recorded some shit about Yakuza Zero. Well, apparently, C-Tan doesn't remember half the shit about fucking Yakuza Zero. Uh-huh. Kuja wanted to do it, but he's stopped playing it because he's playing Trails of Cold Steel. Okay. All right. So... He said we would resume. He would resume it when he was done with Cold Steel Two. Okay. Who knows what I he's just, doing? I just like because like I was getting caught back up on everything that had happened in the Discord, and like I got caught up on Blaine and James's show, and because I was way behind on like all of my podcasts, because I I totally got lost in a few hundred hours worth of audio books for a couple months there, but. Uh, Damn. Yeah, so I went through all of Wheel of Time audiobook, and then like I've got Emily reading my favorite my favorite fantasy series, uh, uh, Stormlight Archive. So I went back and re-listened to all those audiobooks, and that's that's a lot. <laughs> so I I just kind of got hung up in all that for a while. But um, so yeah, and I was like, man, does everybody play this game? Why why haven't I had a and then I looked on, like, PSN, you had a platinum on it. I'm like, god damn it, motherfuckers. Like, somebody could do a bonus episode other than my ass. Like, bring it on. Like, I, I want to hear you guys talk about it is what I want. Because it sounds like a game I'd love to play, but I'd never have time to. We'll never probably get to it for the show. So it'd be a great bonus episode. I don't see how you wouldn't have time for it. It's the, if you just go through the main storyline, it's maybe 20 hours. Maybe yeah, but 30. apparently the best part of the game is not that. It's doing all uh, the other shit. Uh, to an extent, because a lot of the other shit can get monotonous. Oh, sure. But, like, the best way to play it is not to bum rush through this, the main story. Yeah. So, it is what it is. Well, whenever Kucho finishes it up, we'll do a review. And if Tan wants to be in it, then he can, but... No promises. I just think C-Tan and Kujo need to sync up and just be B-Team, man. Just do their own shit. I think they should put out a review every month just like we do. 
Um, so that's the survey form. So we have some questions from the Discord. Um, Skith asks, what's the longest length game you'd be willing to review for the show? And I don't think we've ever put like a cap on it. It's just anything over roughly 30 hours is going to take more than a month to do. And now that we kind of found out the magic when playing some of those short games, like it could be something we looked at, but like I personally am not going to play a game much over 60, you know, 65 hours. Like I just can't invest that much time in one game before I get bored. That is unfortunate, Brent. Like, I'm not saying I couldn't entirely. I just don't know. There's too, I don't think there's too many past that. Unless you're, like, doing, like, completion, like, platinum runs. I don't think there's too many games past that. Where if you just play the main story and then some of the side content that you won't be done in 66 hours. Yeah, I guess that's true. So I don't really think there's a cap. Like, if, if it was just, like, main stories, 100-plus hours, like, the fuck? What? <laughs> what is that? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think there's 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 a cap. Um, it's, just, it's just a matter of whether we would end up, how much extra shit I would end up doing before the review. So, like, if the difference between, like, main, like, a main story 60 hours and completionist you know, is 120, I'm certainly not going to be able to do that before I get the review out. It would take me four months to do the, before I could get to the review. It's just because I don't have... That's true. Well, that's why we were sliding into short games. Yeah, and that's, and that's fine, but I don't, I I don't want to burn up all of our good choices for short games just to play one game for the show. If you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. So... And we'll we'll work them in, like, because we're gonna run out of like mid range, like RPGs eventually. So I mean, it's not like it's just it's just for for com- for the sake of getting out episodes regularly, we always kind of avoided stuff that was super duper long, and we didn't outright avoid it. We just always had to plan around it. So, um, sure, we play some long games. We're playing one now. Trails is supposedly mm-hmm. a long ass game, so. It is what it is. Um, any game ideas for bonus episodes next season? That's a good question. This one's from Spokes. Next, this one and the next one are from Spokes. Um, so I don't really know. That I think bonus reviews really work best for kind of new releases outside of stuff we would do for the show. Um, I think that's where that mostly falls in. And I haven't looked at a whole bunch of upcoming titles. Um, so who knows like that's sort of like those sort of work out when it's like man there's this new game that's come out that i really have to play and somebody else is playing it alongside one of us and you know we beat it and we have somebody to talk to about it they'll put out a bonus episode for it um outside of that there's not a whole lot of planning that goes into it other than we did this thing let's talk about it um yeah are there ones that were done were ones that I had really had no interest in getting anyway. Yeah, and like I, I hadn't bought Spider Man. I hadn't bought God of War until y'all played them and were like, "Yeah, they're really good." So then I got them when they're on sale. I still haven't played them yet, though. Um, 
I guess my question for you, Nick, is there any upcoming releases that you don't think fit would fit into our show that you would like to do a bonus episode? I guess that's the best way to phrase that question. Uh, I'm interested in doing Bloodstained. Okay. Find somebody to talk to about Bloodstained. Play it. Do it by three. Like, it's your show as much as mine. Like, and you want to talk about it, put it out there. We'll put it up. Bada bang, right. bada boom. Um, uh, favorite character from any game you've covered this season? Yikes. Uh, <clears throat> for me, it's going to be Lucian from Valkyrie Profile. You're such a... I'm going to go with Hector, because Hector's a badass. End of story. Um, Cujo asks, "What games do you want to get to this season?" Oh man, that's a loaded question. That is a loaded question because when we because we've discovered when we plan it out that far, like we we kind of never get to it. <laughs> right now, I'm excited about playing Trails, and I'd like to get. To like just like some big titles that I would like to get to in my near future. I'd like to play the FF12 remake. I'd like to play the new Dragon Quest game. I'd like to play um, Kingdom Hearts 3. But I'd also like to play like revisit some old stuff. Like there's there's a ton of still good RPGs on the Super Nintendo we haven't played. There's um, like I really want to play Digimon World Three, mostly because I want to make Nick play Digimon World Three, because uh, I still like the game and I want to play it. Uh, I'd, I'd like as long as it's better than Digimon World One, fine. Oh no, because see, Digimon World One's like Tamagotchi Advanced. Like Digimon World Three is like an actual RPG with like a battles and turn-based stuff. All right. So, like, that's something I want to play. Like, the new Fire Emblem game when that comes out, I want to be able to play that. Like, uh... Hey, let's do an episode on that, because I'm getting it. I'm getting it, too. I just, I'm not... I don't know how soon I'm getting it. When's the release date? Um... 26th or something? Of this month? Holy of shit. July. <gasps> yeah. I might be able to get it for my birthday, but I don't know. That might have to be a September-October review. Uh, I'm trying to get on release the way I have something to play while I'm traveling across the fucking United States. Oh, that makes good sense. Maybe I'll see if I can get it on release. Because that would be a good thing to do a review on, like, as you get settled, because that way you played it during all the traveling and kind of, like, handheld-type status. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to get back to you on that one. I'll see if I can scrounge up the money for that. Alrighty. Um... So, yeah, no, I mean, are there any key titles you're looking forward that you want to play? Like, I think we should do FF8 at some point, just to kind of, even though Discord knows our opinions on that game, I think we should, should blow, we that, do that, blow that up. Just wait for it to come out on PS4 or whatever the fuck it is so I can get the goddamn trophies in the yeah. motherfucking stupid-ass piece-of-shit game that I've played again. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm actually... I really want to play Crystal Chronicles whenever the fucking remaster of that comes out. Yeah. Whether it's with you or Anderson or whoever else wants to fucking play together because I played the shit out of that when I was on GameCube. Maybe we can make a thing out of that. When's that supposed to be coming out? Quarter four, fourth quarter of the year or something, apparently. I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't know well, if there's a hard date release announced yet. 
but I think it's near the end of the year. All right. Well, we can see if we can do that. That's 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 also a good. That would be a good bonus review, maybe. Just to talk about the multiplayer aspect of it, so we can get everybody talking about it. Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, any other games that sort of sparked your interest? Um, I would like to do Lufia or Lufia Two. Okay. Sure. And like, uh, I've also been itching to like play more Game Boy Advance games. Like, so maybe we delve into some of those Game Boy Advance RPGs at some point. Like, it just we've played a lot of newer games recently. Like, yeah. And like, I feel like it's been a while since we've played like a solid, just kind of like comfort food, you know, like SNES RPG. You know. Yeah. That's why I was uh, leaning towards Lufia. So maybe but, maybe that's our next game. We'll talk about it when we're done with this. Um, that or Super Mario RPG because I've been yeah I'll Super get, Mario RPG yeah I get like I don't want to say like hunger pangs for it, but you know like you think about it something and you're like man, it's like a little ear earworm or something earwig well, itch, and you're fucking itch to play. You gotta itch to play it. Yeah. So Super Mario RPG yeah. So I think the the moral of the story is hey, we're going to play something older after Trails, uh, for sure. Um, biggest disappointment, surprise. I think we talked about that in the questions above, so we'll skip that. Um, and how are you guys liking Trails? Uh, just a quick overview, because you know, say, don't want to spoil too much for the review. But how are you feeling about Trails so far, there, Nick? It uh. It's become my favorite game I've played this year. Oh, wow. That's, hmm. I don't know if I'd go that yeah. far, but... Well, it's, um, a, it's a really slow start, but once once you start getting into it and you, I guess, get attached to the characters... Okay. It, uh, it, I almost want to say it's it's like you you become part of the world, but you're not. Okay, it's really immersive that way. Yeah, okay. it's uh, I I, mean, I guess you feel like one of the boys with the with the characters. I guess I don't know. It's hard to explain because like I I've been rooting for certain characters and stuff happens and I'm getting emotional and like it's wow. getting a little too heavy, heavy for me right now. I gotta take a break. But like, I'll be at work. I'll be like, man, I want to. I just want to be at home playing Trails of Cold Steel. I'm bad doing something else. I just want to play Fuck Cold Steel. So that I that I can say it's probably the first game. For the show that I've been like, I just want to get home and play this game. At least one that I've done for the show in a while. Probably since Kingdom Hearts 1 or Fire Emblem, it's been like, I want to just get home so I can play this game. Um, so that's that's cool. I always like that feeling when you can get into a game and play it and you just want to play it at all hours of the day. It's something to sort of motivate you to get done with what you want to do or you have to do so you can go reward yourself with this game. Yeah. So um, I always enjoy that when I get into a game where I'm, I'm, I I want to play it actively. And I certainly want to play this actively. So that bodes well for um, me completing it, just how long that takes. We don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get some other reviews thrown in there. It's just I can't promise, like... Trails is our next review. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's probably, you know, we were talking probably Evo Land or 
something short beforehand. So, um, let's take a breather and then we're going to do our list. list it's getting kind of lengthy because right now we're at 36 uh entries in the list and we're getting ready to add 12 more yeah so uh let's i'm just gonna real quick go from one to 36 to list how we have things ranked now and then we're gonna just go and insert um oh actually we have to rank we have to rank them from this season first okay yeah all right, so hold on. Oop, I done ruined the numbering thing. So, oop, 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 oop. put twelve slots here because we kind of like to work our way up. So, worst game for the season, Eight Bit Adventures. Yes. Sorry, guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then my vote for the next one is Willow. Willow. Okay, I can agree. Then next worst from Willow. I'd probably say SEMA. SEMA? Okay. We're on we're on board together right now. Um after SEMA. Probably Chain oh. of Memories. Uh actually I would put Chain of Memories below SEMA. Below SEMA. Because uh, at least you finished SEMA, right? Yes. <laughs> as hard as that game was, I beat it. All right, so next up from SEMA, that's probably that's probably to the moon or Parasite Eve. Hmm. So yeah, because I enjoyed to the moon a lot more than. No, Parasite I enjoyed Eve. it a lot, but I don't know. Like, I think it's probably better than Parasite Eve, but I don't think it's better than Legend of Dragoon, Kingdom Hearts one or two. So you can in three or yeah. Fire Emblem. So I'd say Parasite Eve. Not, yeah. I'd say Parasite Eve, then uh, to the moon. Then to the moon. Which is impressive how far up that's ending in this list. I just like to say. Um yeah, so, not bad uh, for uh, in the game. Right up from there, I'd probably give it to So we could in three. Is Soikin in three better than Legend of Dragoon? I say so. Yeah, I don't know if you're right on that, but I definitely think Kingdom Hearts one and two is better than Legend of Dragoon. Yeah, I would say. And Willow certainly. My better. my 
my argument for Sweden three over Legend of Dragoon is it the graphical style holds up, so you're not looking at fucking garbage on the screen all the time. Apparently, sure. Uh, even though the combat system is kind of it's different from all other iterations, like you lose control of half your characters. It's not something that you can. Yeah, you're not be wrong. Like with Legend of Dragoon, you can have it an off, I don't know, a couple of battles where you just can't land a goddamn addition yeah. for some fucking reason. Yeah. Or you change it up and you're like, okay, I have to learn this new combat pattern and I hope before I actually can do something, like make any progress with the game, because if you switch to a new edition and you haven't used it before, you're going to be like, okay, it's going to take me like three or four battles to kind of get the first half of the timing right. And okay. then you can keep playing the game. Whereas with Sweden Three, it's you. You're like you get into the game. You're like, okay, I can't control half my characters. All right, and then that's it. That's you get the information up front, and then you build off of that. And it's not something that's constantly. You have to relearn something. Okay. Every time you you do. All right. So we're gonna say pattern. we're gonna say Legend of Dragoon, then Sweden Three. I'd say so. All right, so we have left Fire Emblem, Valkyrie Profile, Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, right? Uh, apparently we're missing something. No, that's five games. You said Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem, Emblem Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh. What did we miss? 8-Bit, Willow, Chain of Memory, Seema, Parasite Eve, To the Moon. Oh, because I added a 13 by mistake. Ah. There we go. That makes uh -huh. sense. <laughs> All right. Um, so fourth, I'd probably say what do you what are you thinking? I would say Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts 2, then Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah, let's do that. So we're saying Valkyrie Profile and Fire Emblem okay. are, are better than Kingdom Hearts? In my opinion, yes. Hmm. See, because I know I'm not going to be able to fight with you on this Valkyrie Profile thing. Like, I think I'm just going to have to let you have Valkyrie Profile where you think it belongs. Well, I think it belongs in second place, and Fire Emblem is in first place. Reason being, although I like the combat vastly more uh, than any other game on this list, and I like the platforming elements, the plot leaves a lot to be desired, and you have to get an a you have to do a very very specific thing, like a series of events in the game, to actually get the A ending, and you have to be playing on hard mode. So there's all kinds of stipulations that aren't explained in the game. And they they make it kind of convoluted, and they lock a lot of those the plot behind that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Whereas Fire Emblem, it has secret maps, but they don't impact the game overall. It's nice, they're like nice little rewards that you find. Yeah, and you're not you're not like oh fuck I missed a secret map I don't know what's happening in the game anymore. I don't. I never knew what was happening with the plot to begin with, and I didn't unlock the secret map, so now I don't know what the fuck the plot's all about. 
I just get to go to Ragnarok and fight the ice giants, and that's that's the end of the game. All right. So let's. I'm going to go through the list as it stands now, and then we'll go back in and add where we think our season four games fall into our existing list of 36. So currently, at number one, we have FF7, then Suikoden 2, Final Fantasy Tactics, Breath of Fire 3, Chrono Trigger, Wild Arms, Suikoden 1, Breath of Fire 4, Legend of Mana, Chrono Cross, Golden Sun, Breath of Fire 1, Shining Force 2, Breath of Fire 2, Fantasy Star 4, Paladin's Quest, Snatcher, Final Fantasy 15, Illusion of Gaia, Final Fantasy Legend 2, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, Diablo, Final Fantasy Legend, Fire Emblem Fates, Yeez 2, Breath of Fire 5, Yeez 1, Crusader of Sinti, Albert Odyssey, Warsong, Arcanum, Rainlord, Digimon World, Star Tropics, Monster Seed, and Quest 64. Every time I look at this list, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a good game, good game, good game, that's a pretty good game, and then it's like, fuck, some shit, garbage, shit, garbage. Yeah, what- yeah, once you get to about, like, shit starts to get iffy in the mid-20s, and then when you get to about, like, 31 through 36 are just like, what did we do? Um, yeah. <laughs> We're about to add a bunch more there. Oh, I know. Uh, so, first off, 8-Bit Adventures. Uh, I think 8-Bit Adventures is better than Quest 64 and Monster Seed. Okay. It's certainly better than Quest 64. It's kind of on par with Monster Seed. But I'm going to say it's better, just given the benefit of the doubt. All right. Can I give less than two shits about Monster Seed or Quest 64 so you can put anything above that? All right. Is Willow better than Star Tropics or Digimon World? Because I don't think it's... It's not better than Brain Lord. Mm, no, I don't think it's better than... Star, Star Tropics. Tropics. Me either. I think as much as bullshit Star Tropics is, it's better than it's better than Willow. So Alright. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Is that better than Star Tropics Digimon World? I'd say yes. Yeah. Is I don't better? think it's better than Brain Lord in my opinion. Alright. I think we need because... to switch Brain Lord and Arcanum. Because I think Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories is probably better than Arcanum, but not better yeah. than Brain Lord. Okay. So let me switch those. I'm glad this is a fluid list and not set in stone. Yeah. Well, because I think if we ever go back and re-review something, like part of that re-review will be re-establishing where it is on the ultimate list. Yeah. Um, all right. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, then SEMA. Uh, SEMA's probably better than Brain Lord. I don't... I'd say... Go ahead. You say it's not. You don't think it's better than Warsong? I think I enjoyed Warsong than I more than I did Sima. But that's because Warsong has that tactical thing that I love. So yeah. objectively, Sima might be better than Warsong. But the pathing on the fucking people that follow you in Sima is the most apeshit retarded thing on the planet. Yeah, I, I, I can understand where you're coming from. I think. Most of the systems are better, like they they're fluid and they function. But then the whole having to 
be very precise with where you put your padding instructions for the NPCs and then sit there and wait five minutes for them to all walk across the fucking map. Uh, make it kind of bullshit. So I'd put it above Braylon, below Warthog. All right. Parasite Eve, probably better than Warsong. I don't. Probably better than Albert Odyssey. Yeah, I, I enjoy I, Crusader Ascending more than Parasite Eve, though. Yeah, I. Yeah, because that's where I know I definitely enjoyed Yee's one more than Parasite Eve. I'm just trying to remember enough about Crusader Ascending to see think if I remember. It's it's the Zelda ripoff. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's way better than Parasite Eve. Probably not way better. Animals, whatever. But it's it's one better than Parasite Eve. (laughs) Uh, To the moon. Hmm. I I think it's better than Crusader Senti. It might be better than Yeez One. It's certainly not better than Breath of Fire Five or Yeez Two. No. Oh, it might be better than Breath of Fire Five because that's the that's the garbage dragon counter one. Yeah. Ooh, do you think it's better than Breath of Fire Five? See, it's hard for me to say because it's pretty much a visual novel. It and is. There are there's lots of wor- there's lots of working mechanics in Breath of Fire Five. It just they take away the whole point of the fucking being yeah. a dragon. And there's not a whole lot of working mechanics in Ease One though, so I think we could fairly put it above Ease One. Yeah. Because East 1 is you walk into dudes. I don't know. Let's do that. It's better than East 1, but not better than Breath of Fire 5. Um, Legend of Dra- Dragoon. So now I think we're going to jump up <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Because it's better than Breath of Fire 5, East 2, Fire Emblem Fates, Final Fantasy Legend, Diablo, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, Final Fantasy Legend 2, Illusion of Gaia. I like it better than Final Fantasy 15. I like it better than Snatcher. I probably like, I like it better. Fa- I like Fantasy Star 4 more than Legend yeah, of Yeah, that's where I was getting ready to end it. I was like, I think I let it get better than Paladin's Quest, but not more than Fantasy Star 4. Because then after that, I know I like Breath of Fire 2, Shining Force, Breath of Fire, Golden Sun, Chrono Cross, Legend of Mana. Yeah, I like all these better than Legend of Dragoon. Legend of Dragoon's yeah. a fine game. I just don't think it holds up that top five status like everybody likes to put it yeah definitely not um so you can in three i don't think is much higher i don't know i might put so you can in th- i don't know because you're fantasy- generous because i put it right about legend of dragoon that's what i'm saying like it's it's not because that that we said this last year that fantasy star four wall is a hell of a wall to get past yeah Um. All right, Kingdom Hearts two. Hmm. 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 I think I like Kingdom Hearts better than maybe Golden Sun. Maybe Chrono Cross. I d- I definitely don't like it better than Legend of Mana. I'm really fond of Legend of Mana. Yeah, that's that's if you're if you're talking about bringing it that far up the list. See, I was, I was, I've been thinking, and I'm like, Chrono Cross. Is that where this stops? But I because Chrono more Cross fun has its, it than Chrono Cross. Yeah, Chrono Cross has its problems, and so does Legend of Mana. 
And I certainly can't put it above Breath of Fire fully. No. So the I guess the question is, is it better than Legend of Mana? Yes and no. I'd say, you know what? I'm going to go with yes, because they're, they're kind of spiritually similar, right? Like, where Legend of Mana kind of takes this very uh, fairy tale book, and Disney characters are basically fairy tales to the next level, and this takes yeah. another take on that. And don't they have the same composer? Is it the same uh, person? Yes. Yeah, Yoko Shimomura. She's done a bunch of games on so they're i think they're very spiritually similar and kingdom hearts 2 might be better than legend of mana so i'd say so because the combat's definitely a lot more i guess fun yeah. mindless but it's more fun and there's less i guess you have to focus on when you're playing the game as opposed to legend of mana where you have to like figure out what weapons you want to weapon style you want to use and then do different things to unlock the skills choose if you want to have a partner with you and then although the partners are more reliable Legend of Mana than they are in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, but the the one in Kingdom, the ones in Kingdom Hearts, both one and two, they don't matter. Yeah. Um. So now Kingdom Hearts one, I think we agree is better than Kingdom Hearts two. Um, yeah. But is it better than Breath of Fire four? Not in my opinion. I I like Breath of Fire four much more than Kingdom Hearts one. God, I'm st- I'm just looking at this, and I'm worried that Wild Arms is too far up the list. We're too far up the list. Yeah, because because I think I enjoyed Kingdom Hearts one more than Wild Arms, but I don't think I enjoyed Kingdom Hearts more one more than Soikid in a Breath of Fire four. Eh, it's fine. It can still it can be it can it's fine. Kingdom Hearts one right above Kingdom Hearts two. It it doesn't hurt my butt that much. Okay. Unless you're thinking something different. No. Okay. Now, Valkyrie Profile. Oh, boy. Because I, I don't think it's better than... I don't think it goes in the top five. And I don't know if... I think it's better than Soikin in one. I think it's better than Wall Arms. Okay. So, so I'll, let you, I'll let you jockey it around wherever you feel like it goes for Wild Arms. No, that's all right. We'll put it uh, right above Wild Arms then. I, I'm okay with it being number six. I just don't think it's top five. Yeah. And I don't. And I think. I don't know anything's gonna break top five that we have left. That I think that was the question: Is Fire Emblem better than Chrono Trigger? And I don't think it is. No, I don't think so. Which is weird. I think this is the first time we haven't added something to the top five. I mean, it's it's a really solid top five. So it is, it is. So like, I'm really, I am really kind of okay with our list. Like, there's some stuff that's not in like optimum places, but I think I've said before, like one through five is all kind of same tier. Then like six through ten is all kind of same tier, and then ten through twenty is all kind of same tier, and then below is kind of very, you know, that's when you kind of can start steps stepping it down. But I think yeah. sort of that one through twenty. All those are really, really close within like the five around them. Like they, they could kind of be flip flopped around in that in those places. Yeah. Um, so our list as it stands now, and I'm gonna re- take a deep breath because it's fucking 48 titles long. Uh, 
FF7, Soikoden 2, Final Fantasy Tactics, Breath of Fire 3, Chrono Trigger, Fire Emblem, Valkyrie Profile, Wild Arms, Soikoden, Breath of Fire 4, Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, Legend of Mana, Chrono Cross, Golden Sun, Breath of Fire, Shining Force 2, Breath of Fire 2, Fantasy Star 4, Soikoden 3, Legend of Dragoon, Paladin's Quest, Snatcher, Final Fantasy 15, Illusion of Gaia, Final Fantasy Legend 2, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, Diablo, Final Fantasy Legend, Fire Emblem Fates, Ease 2, Breath of Fire 5, To the Moon, Ease 1, Crusader Ascenti, Parasite Eve, Albert Odyssey, Warsong, Sema, Rainlord, Chain of Memories, Arcanum, Digimon World, Star Tropics, Willow, 8-Bit Adventures, Monster Seed, and Quest 64. Whew! All right, you can breathe now. That's 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 we have we are closing in on fifty reviews, Nick. That's impressive. Technically, we're actually past fifty re- reviews if you count yours. If we count uh, the bonus episodes, I don't. But like me and you, we're closing in on fifty, man. Closing in on fifty. Holy crap! Well, I'm not too bad for four years of work. We've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Because I think we're actually closer to doing been doing it. Because I think every season was a little bit longer than a year. So I think we're at like five and some change years doing this. Maybe I'd have to look or, at the first day we posted a video. Yeah, or because I still got to figure out how to get those early whatever. episodes back on the. That's so. Next question: Did you put as resolutions for season five? And one of those is to figure out the problem with the RSS feed to keep it so I can have all the episodes up at once instead of the most recent two hundred or hundred or whatever it is. Um, because it's kind of disappointing to see some of them early ones fall off. Um, you can still get them on the website though. So if you're listening and you're like, "Hey, how do I get caught up on the you know everything pre episode ten or eleven or whatever it's cut off at now?" It's all still on the website. It's all there. Um, so I, don't, I haven't, I haven't really. I, mean, used that. I don't. You don't really want to listen to them, though. Honestly, they're really bad. Like <sighs> Shining Force Two still sits uh, pretty high on our list, but that episode is not that high on the list. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was set up on March fifth, twenty fifteen. So it's a little over, barely over four years. Okay. All right. Maybe I was wrong. Whatever. So just looking at the list, how you feel about the, the, the list right now? I think it's a solid list, bro. It's it's definitely a huge variety. Yeah, well, quality. I think... I, I, I mean, you know, I like to pat ourselves on the back, but I think we've done exceptionally well. Not, like... Because I, I find, like, a lot of people just play, like, the, the cream of the crop, and I think we've done exceptionally well playing RPGs from kind of, like, all tiers. You know? Yeah. And I, I, uh, I think, I think that's that's a big bonus. So, um, I look forward to doing more, man. So, season five resolutions is kind of just to get back back in the swing of it, because I will tell you one hundred percent, like this, like this is the hobby that means the most to me, man. I love doing this thing. I love being able to sit here and spend time with you and talk to talk to you about the type of games we like. And um, it was sorely missing from my life past six months i'm glad to be back in it i'm glad uh that i have the encouragement to keep keep at it and um i look forward to getting getting back in the swing of things 
Um, it probably will not be as rigidly structured as it was for a while, um, mostly because, uh, you know, that's just the way we're feeling these days. So, um, but we'll, um, we're going to tear it up, man. We're going to play some good shit this year. We're going to have some, we're going to some weird oh, stuff. Added we to do have list. to temper it with the bad shit, though. What's, oh, yeah, no, we're going to play some bad shit. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Unfortunately, as much as I don't want to, it's a necessary evil. It is. It it does give you perspective on the good stuff, though. It, it really does. It really does uh, sort of inform what you do and do not like. So, um... It's been a little bit rough for me, though, because I've been playing a lot of really good games. Like, I played Yakuza 0, which I think is a phenomenal game. I've been doing Trails of Cold Steel, which I think is phenomenal as well. Uh, I played Kiwami. Not as good as Yakuza 0, but still pretty high up there, so I'm kind of cruising on a Yakuza games right now. Well, it's just in general good RPGs. Yeah, so, so like when we started this show, we started it to play old RPGs because they weren't giving us anything good, right? Like that was a thing. And that's how I think we felt pretty unanimously that the current state of RPGs was fairly low. Um, but now like there's a ton of good stuff coming out that we would consider very very much an rpg not like something else mixed with rpg uh yeah so uh i'm right there with you there's just a ton of stuff out there that i'd love to play um it's just a matter of having time and i i just and i wouldn't focus so much on getting back to playing some older games if they weren't such they're just that they're just kind of comfort food like you know what to expect what not to expect you know what sort of investment you're going to have there as far as your time and complexity and how much am I going to have to look up kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, I almost want to say you could rate a game's quality by their developer at the time more so than you could now. Sure. You have a lot of AAA devs who, who may be putting a lot of, I guess, I don't know, garnish on their shit mm -hmm. and putting a lot of money into it but it's not that good as yeah. is the case of Final Fantasy 15 but then you have also other AAA devs who are just nailing it and then you've yeah. got mid-tier devs who are throwing out good shit throwing out bad shit and it, I guess maybe I should take that back a little bit and say you can't look at publishers the same anymore yeah. Because Square Enix used to be renowned for the quality of the games they published, and now it's just like, ah. God, just Square Enix makes me so mad. Like, I am so tired. This is Brent rant time. I am so fucking tired of people me sending me shit about this, this FF7 remake. I could give less fucks. And Nick knows, I am one of the biggest FF7 fanboy apologists in the fucking world and they are talk about beating a dead horse they're just it's gonna i don't care what the game is and how it comes out it's not what i want it's not what anybody wanted and people are starting to get excited for it even though they're just kind of forgiving them for making something they didn't want because it's 
fucking Final Fantasy VII, and I'm not going to do it. I'll probably play it, whatever, when it goes on sale or I can get a good price on it, I'll play it, whatever. But I'm not. I am not paying full retail price for that. And fuck them. Because the shit that really made me mad is they're like, somebody asked them how many episodes they thought it was going to take, and they're like, we don't even know ourselves. Which means, which fucking tells me that they're going to wait and see what the success on the first one is, and if the success on the first one's, like, less than, like, ground-shattering balls to the wall, then the, the episodes will be longer. But if it breaks all records, like I assume it will, they're going to be these little short segments of a game, and they're going to make 20 fucking episodes out of it to make people pay all this stupid money for... Well, Brent, that's just why you wait for the inevitable Game of the Year collector's omnibus. Yeah, 20 years later when they're done putting out all these fucking episodes. Well, you know, when we had the PS6, they'll have remastered the games twice already. They'll have put them again on the PS5, and then they'll say, hey, PS6, we've got the last couple episodes out finally, and we've remastered and upscaled all the other ones again. So here you go. You can, you can finally play the whole series now on your PS6. And maybe the, even the look, PS7. Look, all they have to do... All they had to do was just make it pretty. And they would have sold a fuck ton of copies. Yeah. They didn't have to invest all this money in it. Like, if they had just made it pretty, they would have crushed it. Fucking crushed it. And nope. And, like... Just, I mean, you, you know what? You dumb. know what? The, they're spending this dev time on this thing when all I want is Final Fantasy Tactics with trophies, please. That's all I want. If I can have Dark Cloud or Star Wars Racers Revenge with trophies, why the fuck can I ha- why can't I have Final Fantasy Tactics with trophies? Who fucking knows, man? It's I don't know. It's they have their priorities in the wrong place. They're so disconnected from their like cuz I, I I have no idea. Like, they, they must be making something off of their Japanese audience, and that's influencing their decisions, but they are not. They are not matching. I, and again, this is all personal opinion. I don't fucking well, I know. Think, I, I think, think most revenue overseas or is from mobile markets now. So I don't know. They're, they're just adopting that formula. Um, it is what it is. Like, it's all FF14 and, and mobile shit. Like, that's where they make their money. So, who cares? I don't, I don't fucking care. <laughs> it's just, I, my thing is like, people send it to me like, hey man, you seen this? I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. I don't, I don't really care. They're like, what do you mean you don't care? I, I'm telling you, I give zero fucks about them ruining something that I hold so precious. Like, I don't even trust the people that made it in the first place to have it anymore. It is what it is. Some harsh words. So what do you think about Tifa's uh, breast reduction? What? Who cares? <laughs> Who gives a rat's ass? Now Lots I did, of people. I did, so, like, have you ever watched uh, girlfriend reviews on like YouTube? No. All right. So, like, it's just another YouTube video game reviewer, but I think like her like her edits and like some of her jokes are really funny, and like she does this thing, <laughs> like it's like they're talking about E three coverage. And uh, she shows like a clip of like Tifa, and she goes, "I don't know who the who this bitch is, but my boyfriend got really excited when he saw her." And it's just like the way she said it was so fucking funny, man. I have no idea who this bitch is. 
I'll have to check it out then. Yeah, no, it's all right. Man, we didn't even. We missed all the things, man. Not not making episodes. We didn't even get to sit and talk about the whole uh, what's his face debacle. Like we just missed all this shit. What pro Jared? The whole pro Jared shit. Like we just missed out on all of it. It is what it's, it is. Yeah. Oh, I I did not even consume very much. I don't, maybe more than ten minutes of E three media this. This summer, oh me either. I can I give less of a shit? I was just I googled what games were announced at E3 this year, and I got a, a little list of games that were announced, and I was like, uh, okay. Did you, see, did you see that shark RPG? No, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's like an open world RPG where you're a shark. It looks kind of awesome. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, no? I have to find. I have that to look for this you. up now. Shark RPG game E3. Maneater. Yeah, there you okay. go. Open world. So you're a fucking shark? Yep. All right. That's. <laughs> it looks that's awesome. That's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> oh, man. I kind of really want to play it, Nick. Because you get to, like, I... swim down and, like. This like... reminds me of this, uh, like, Endless Runner shark game I played where you just start. And you're going to, you start at like at one end of the map and you go through New York City and you jump up out of the water and you destroy shit and eat people and you just try to get as high a score as you can. Mm-mm-mm. Well, it's been a fun review here, Nick. So I think, uh, review episode. <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. What do you say? Sure. All right. Well, this brings our big old extra long schlob of season four to a close. And with that, you can visit our home on the web at the RPG show.com. You can email us podcast at the RPG show.com or on Twitter at the RPG podcast and the RPG show on Facebook. Now, this is what's really important because we have people that get really offended by our online dating episode. We really need you to go make extra duple, like four iTunes accounts or whatever. Just all kinds of extra accounts and leave a five-star rating review on the episode or a four-star. Really, whoever you're feeling, just give positive feedback. We need that because somebody's really upset. And uh, it is what it is. So thank you guys for that. Uh, Jesus Christ. uh, I think we're on other platforms, too. I don't don't really know where we're at anymore. I haven't paid attention. But be sure to – when you go on the website and you're there, there is links for our Discord there. You should join that. We get. I've, I've had emails recently talking about how to give back to the show. The best way is to join that community. Be there. C-Tan needs people to talk to because God knows he's in there at all hours of the day. Cheers to the man. Keeping it alive. But Discord is where we want people chatting all the time. And I think that's it. Oh, be sure to listen to our buddies Blaine and James over at Is It Worth It. They're still crushing it, doing content and stuff. And James is supposed to be bringing home his new baby tomorrow. So probably won't hear this because he's probably doing uh, that, which is more important. Um, yeah, when this goes up, it won't be tomorrow anymore. It'll have been like three or four days. Ago. Yeah, it's it's gonna be you know five to seven business days when I finally fucking post this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever <Fuck>. it is. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you know what? I'm not as great at this as I used to be, guys. I used to be pretty good well, at this. 
Take uh, take heart in the fact that you're still thousands of leagues better than I am. Uh, but that's such a low bar, Nick. Such a low bar. I know. I have no charisma. I don't really... How do you generate that thing? Is it a finite resource? Because I've never been able to manifest any charisma in my life. Oh, it's step one. Become a sociopath. So you know how to imitate it. That's basically it. Well, I'm like the opposite because I have no emotions hmm. at all. What the hell is that? Psychopath? Psychopath? Yeah. Neato. <laughs> Fuck off with your Neato. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it. It's real until, fucking Neato. Until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Uh, buenas noches. That's not bye or nothing, is it? That's good night. Hey, it's applicable. Because it's the evening, yes. <laughs>